A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Force Center, the big show, the main show, the command crew of the resistance because that's what we're going to be talking about today. The Animated Resistance new Star Wars show. We're going to break it down. That cannot happen with these fine folks, Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa. Happy to be here in yes. the command cabin, right? Is that what you said? Command crew, the command, command cabin. The command crew of the cabin of yeah. the Force Center. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Now, yeah. we just, now I want to go to a cabin and just yeah. hang out. <laughs> Force Center, live from a cabin. Oh. Yes. Oh, that's a great sound. Yeah, just, yeah. I thought I'd crack it open theatrically at yes. the beginning of the podcast. Oh, that was, that's a great sound. Yeah. That's, that ain't apple juice, kids. No, no. Diet we're, Coke. We're going beyond the veil. We're, we're recording, uh, <laughs> recording on a Saturday afternoon, which is a fine 
time to just pick up a random Coors Light that yeah. you had in your home. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost <laughs> as if uh, Mark Ellis from Collider was here and left 12 of them. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. I haven't had a Coors Light in about 12 years, so we'll Really? Yeah. Oh, this is, I almost feel we should pause and uh, <laughs> yeah. look at you and get a no, taste no. test reaction. No, it'll be fine. Enjoy. It'll be fine. Let's move on. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, uh, Jennifer, glad, glad to have you here. We got some big news coming up here. We and uh, we, we will, no spoilers on anything. I know you're uh, <laughs> yes. not, not having a chance to see some of them Marvel pictures. No, but um, you know what? It's okay. Spoil, spoil me. Uh, you know. Yeah. We, uh, we won't spoil, but, yeah. but man, yeah, that movie. Yeah. Here's a spoiler. It's real good. Yeah. In my <laughs> opinion. There that's, you go. Yeah, I like that. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, we could we could do four center reacts to uh, the Avengers <laughs> Infinity War. Maybe we will. Maybe Joseph. Maybe we will. Uh, but we're here to talk Star Wars. And today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and thirty day free trial at www.audibletrial.com dot com slash four center. Over one hundred eighty thousand titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP three player. And I do want to say. Uh, the news this week of the Star Wars animated show, uh, Star Wars Resistance, has changed our discussion topic today. So if you tuned in and you were really excited for a review of the book by Daniel Jose Older, The Last Shot, Han and Lando, Seda, Staros, Chewie, the whole team, we are going to get to that. We are reading it. We are pretty much done. We probably could have done it today, but we felt we really wanted to dive in this show. So next week, we are going to be taking an in-depth look at The Last Shot. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, with that, Jennifer has the Star Wars news. Yes, and there is a lot of Alden Ehrenreich this past <laughs> week. Han Solo himself gave an interview with Esquire, and if you aren't an Alden fan yet, you gotta read this interview. He is so darn charming, and in my opinion, he was born to be a movie star. <laughs> uh, he discussed his love for film history, and he shared that he researched on Wikipedia to prepare for his iconic role. He said that when he was doing his audition on the Falcon, he remembers, quote, putting on the jeans with a Corellian blood stripe and thinking, oh, yeah, this is Star Wars. Like, this is really Star Wars now. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about a couple other things in the interview, but can we just pause here for a moment? That he went on Wikipedia and yeah. was, like, researching he's for his character. so handsome, and he's got that sort of brooding, <laughs> I'm really thinking about things vibe. So just a picture of him, like, late at night with maybe a little <laughs> bit of whiskey, being like, I got to... I got, I'm, I'm going to be a movie star, and I got to research my role. Wikipedia. Yeah. That's so great. Do you think Do you think he was like, where Where do people go? Or he was just like, oh, Wikipedia. It what? sounds like he was a little bit of a Star Wars kid. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, the prequels, yeah, I like them. Those right. are cool. Yeah, I get, I get it. I know it's a whole thing. He seems knowledgeable enough to know that, like, if I open that door, there's a lot behind yeah. it. And right. now is the time I have to open that door. And then shows he has a respect for the character, Jennifer, yeah. which is which is good. And you said it you said it right here. I think this kid is a movie star. He really is. I think he is. Got that classic old school vibe to him, right? Totally. Yeah. And he really is a cinephile. Like he talked about how he is obsessed with well, not specifically Turner uh, classic movies, but mm-hmm. basically that whole genre of films. Like he knows his stuff. And I think that what I appreciate is that he really enjoys learning. And so I think that he definitely did a lot of research for this role. So if nothing else, I think he's going to be a great actor. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll, I'll uh, give him the, the pass. I don't care about the Han Solo part. I just want to be mm-hmm. a good actor in this film. But moving on to the rest of the interview, he also dispelled some of the rumors about the supposedly troubled solo production. He said that he never approached Kathleen Kennedy with concerns about Lord and Miller. The acting coach was hired by Lord and Miller as a resource for the entire cast. 
and no one broke out into applause upon hearing uh, Ron Howard's appointment as the new director. So his account, he seemed uh, very sincere. And, you know, obviously he also acknowledged, like, you know, we're at the kids' table when you're an actor. You're not involved in those backdoor production meetings. Mm -hmm. Um, But it seems like the whole process was pretty smooth with Mm. the switching of directors. Do we believe him? Do we think that he's just really good at spin? No. Um, I I believe him. Yeah, right? Yeah, because the things that he knows he needs to be cautious and political about... You can really hear in all of his quotes of him trying to be like, I don't know exactly. I, I know I'm not supposed to say this, but I think I can say, did I just script? I don't know. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. So that to me says that when he is able to just say, you know what? That's bullshit. Yeah. That that is something he truly knows in his saying for himself. Mm-hmm. And combine that with that he's a cinephile, that he took a couple of these acting roles from legends just so uh, of Hollywood so he could ask them questions. Mm. Right. To me, it sounds like he has a respect for the process. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to be a shill and go like, oh, well, I don't want to make Lucasfilm happy, so I will lie in an interview that people (laughs) applauded. You think he's telling the truth out of respect for everyone involved in the process. Mm -hmm. I will choose to believe him. Okay. Oh, Oh, you cautiously believe him. Uh, Can I just just say it? Yes. Yeah. There's one thing in this thing that I think he's absolutely lying about. What? There's... I'll, I'll tell you later. No. <laughs> Ask me oh again sometime. Oh my gosh. I, I, utter tease. I, I know I, someone who knows him, and I know one of these things he's saying, it's like that game show, that I think he has to say it differently. I think he's, it's from a certain point of view. Okay. I think it's from a certain ah. point of view. Some of the other stuff, yes, I, I, would, I, I think you're right. He's not going to, his credibility is okay. on the line, and he's not going to go. So I don't want to sound like I'm disagreeing with you. Oh, or that's fine. No, no, no. I, I, I just, I'm, I, uh, uh, Katie Sackhoff once told uh, us in, the, in a Schmoes break one day, she's like, if if you have to hear uh, an agent or a manager deny it, it's probably true. And that's mm. that's a generalization. Mm. That's not always true. That, but, but she's just like, yeah. So there's just some things I'm like, I think maybe... I think he has to play a smart game because he's he has he has to not just be he has to say like Lord Miller or Gray. That it's it's not about that. It's it's just it's a. I think it it wasn't. Uh, I think I, I wouldn't expect him to do anything other than this. And I think it's best to believe what yeah. he's saying and believe the details, the crew clapping and all that kind of stuff. Um, because I think he was there. No one else was there. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? From the team. So I, that stuff I believe. Yeah, that stuff I believe. Well, this is fascinating yeah. to me now to think about what thing he has the most motivation to lie about. Because that's the other thing. Was yeah. like, why lie? Right. Yeah. Because I, I, I mean... If, if he screwed up and needs to cover yeah. his ass, that's fine. But does he have a personal motivation? Like, I don't want people to think X about me, so I'm going to say Y. Yes. Okay. I think that is what you, you, once again, your, your insights, your insights serve you well. I think <laughs> that can also be used to harm me. If, if, let's just say you make a phone call and someone says, thinks you called to get someone fired, but the answer, that wasn't the answer. The answer is, is you called because you thought you were the one in trouble. Okay, mm-hmm. and then it turned into something else. So you mm-hmm. you have reason to suspect. Yeah. Now we'll I talk see. very gently yes. that he fired a flare gun of something's not right in the state of Corellia. Yes, and, and then the response was not what he expected. Maybe. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yes, yes, and that's that's all I'll. <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry. I hate because I we all we all will live in this town. We all live in this town. This town's close. We all end up knowing things, knowing things, knowing things. Right. And you have to be very careful, right? Yeah. I just this one. It's, I'm, I'm struggling with with 
with just a part of it, but 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 you're right. What you're saying, Joseph, is 100 percent right. That's why I think your original your original instincts of you, yes, he has too much credibility on, online. He's he's 100 percent telling the truth it, from a certain from point a certain view. part of you. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> wow. Okay. That wow. That went a different direction. Than I, was <laughs> I was. Uh, I, like I, I don't I like, like to like get that. That's not force center discussion. That's not force center. We we like to talk about Ewoks and Yevna, but but we we uh, we also work in this town. Yeah, and yeah. we want to talk yes. positively, yes. even yes. if sometimes we have to talk about a negative right. or difficult thing. Yes, right. we're talking positively we're talking about, about it in our tone. And and yeah. and here's and none of and none of this interview and anything should uh, take away from Solo. No, not at all. Yeah, they they yeah. got it done. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, in that same interview with Esquire, Alden Ehrenreich let it slip. This was something that he did let us yeah. accidentally slip, that he has signed on to three movies with Lucasfilm. He admitted that he didn't know if this was, information was officially public. Uh, so what we don't know is whether this means that there will be a Han Solo sequel or if Alden will atten- uh, potentially appear in another Star Wars movie or TV show in the future. I felt like this information was kind of already out there, wasn't it already out there, like as I a don't rumor? I think it was. I'm sure it's a rumor. Yeah. I mean, I think it's now like, um, you know, one of one of the articles about this is talking about like the Felicity uh, Jones. Had, yes, Janarsa. Yeah, I think it's just standard practice at yeah. this point right. for franchises of just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think because there's so much speculation right now about what's next for Star Wars, in what's the fate of a Star Wars story, all that that it feels bigger. Right, I see. Yeah, it's it's so because you, you know these uh, articles all of a sudden came out like, what are the other two movies? It's like no, it's just you know, <laughs> just just in case, just yeah. in case, right? You know, uh, yeah. Warner, Warner Brothers uh, stayed with their typical rookie quote, I'm not, rookie director contract, and Patty Jenkins is like, cool, thanks, I'm coming back for the second one if and you pay me. You are going to pay me. And exactly same thing it. with uh, Gal Gadot, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yep. yeah. So they yep. got burned bad for not getting them for enough yep. movies. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, remember SNL changed their contracts after the late '90s, and like, you get a five-year standard contract, <laughs> and you're not going to go be a millionaire movie star yeah. on my watch. You're not going to go try to make coneheads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, man. Uh, but I, I'm with a lot of fans who've been tweeting in. I would love a scoundrel trilogy. I like that. That is maybe mm. the next one's Lando. Maybe the next the the all culminates in Jabba, but it stays within this world. And you know, a little bit of room for uh, in this little pocket of Star Wars to do a little bit of that MCU of like just the characters show up. They don't need to be the star, mm-hmm. but it's natural that Han would bump into or Lando would bump into Han in Lando's own movie. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, well, I you, like that. yeah, the scoundrel, scoundrel trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, I would even Boba Fett. I'd yeah, bring <laughs> on Boba Fett. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Oh, well, everyone's favorite hunk of junk is going on tour. Lucasfilm has created a replica of the interior of the Millennium Falcon, and they are taking it on the road for fans to experience. The interiors were constructed inside three 40 foot long shipping containers. And visitors will be able to stop by Lando's bar, sit at the famed Dejarik table, Dejarik, oh, you never remember, and get mm-hmm. inside the Falcon's iconic cockpit. What's particularly neat is that some of the finest details were crafted using the same molds used in Solo, a Star Wars story. So if you want to check out the Millennium Falcon experience, it will be heading to Kentucky, Atlanta, Salt Lake City, Utah, and Denver, Colorado but not Los Angeles, California, where we all live. Yeah, road trip. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, yes. We I, get a lot. We get a lot. We get a lot. We get okay, a lot. we have Disneyland, and we're going to have Star Wars Land. <laughs> all right, all Old right. greedy Lando over there. <laughs> Wants everything. Lando Calrissian. <laughs> Drive right. Lando's bar to me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this is an interesting 
marketing tactic. Yeah. I mean, it is a marketing tactic, right? Yeah. For Solo. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> Why else, right? Yeah. yeah, we have Solo branded air we're breathing right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. anything yeah. that can be marketed. Yeah. Did you guys check out the, the video at all the, from I Star did. Wars show? What'd yeah. you think? It looked great. It's pretty yeah. good, right? Yeah. Uh, great photo I, opportunities. Yeah. That Lando's bar in particular, that's just so great, that detail that at first I was like, is that a spoiler? But it's, you know, it's in that world of it's being put out there on the Star Wars show, not technically a spoiler. Mm. Uh, but that was the first I'd, I had heard that Lando has a specific bar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So awesome. Yeah. It looks really Because I imagine, cool. uh, Joseph, if you had an RV. Oh, yes. And you and your uh, lovely wife would yeah. travel the country, there'd be a scrimshot bar in there. Yeah. What is it? The, is it the gyroscope that keeps everything balanced? <laughs> yes. I'd try to have like a gyroscoped bar. So. Sarah and my wife could go in there and make cocktails and not spill anything. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I love it. Okay. Well, there has been no shortage of solo posters. And last week, we got a new batch featuring 14 characters from the film. Each poster uh, has a character front and center with a Millennium Falcon cockpit and an orange sky in the background. They are vibrant and super cool looking. But what is actually really interesting about them is that the posters have the character name and the actor that is playing them. So Phoebe Waller-Bridge as L337, and then we see John Favreau as Rio. But Joseph, you notice something on one character poster in particular. Yeah, no Chewbacca, right? Yeah. Chew- there's it's just no- Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> He's the, real. The, yeah, like, uh, and I wonder if that's, like, if it said Chewbacca as himself, it would be like, oh, that's a Star Wars tradition in a movie, mm. you know, having fun tradition uh, in general. I'd be like, oh, that's a little bit of a sense of fun. Right. But it's also like, um, that's, is this the just the metal uh, tradition continuing of just screwing over Chewbacca? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know if that's sensitivity to Peter Mayhew, since this is the first one where uh, mm. Suetamo is just... Oh. I don't know if Peter Mayhew is going to get his traditional uh, Chewbacca advisor credit. Mm-hmm. You're right. But I think clearly... It was Yuna Suetamo in the suit for all of Last Jedi, and I think now that time is going by, a lot of The Force Awakens. Yes. Mm. yes. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think yeah. it was maybe not as much as Peter of Peter Mayhew in the suit as maybe we were allowed to believe. Mm-hmm. Right. Out yeah. of tradition and love for everything that Peter Mayhew has given this character and the fans. Yeah. Right. So I wonder if there's sensitivity to that. Good point. I, I, I think you're right, and I'd like to think that that's the case, too. And it's just kind of fun. You know, Suetamo, I mean, eventually, I mean, he's got the credit in our hearts, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. But on, on the screen or on the posters, it'd be, it'd be, he'd be deserving of that. But, yeah, it, it's also just kind of fun to be like, yeah, the, Peter Mayhew's always going to be Chewbacca in yeah. my heart. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it is different, though. It's like, you know, BB-8 as himself... We it was yeah. a nice inside joke for a long time. Right. This one, there's no inside joke. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's just a thing. Uh, yeah. and, and the fact that the names are this is this is this is new, yeah. unusual for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah it's Very. big. It's new, and I wonder if it is just a matter of they want to bring in fans of people who just like the actors. That's what I'm thinking. Try to cast that wider net. Yeah, like Woody Harrelson and Tandy Newton. So you have the Westworld fans for Tandy Newton. And so, yeah, and then John Favreau, people are like, oh, there's that guy from Swingers. <laughs> yeah. Thinking of, like, my mom or something. You know? And we, we, heard his, we heard his voice for the first time, right, in oh, the TV yeah. spot. Yeah. I, don't, I did not hear it, but I saw a headline for that. Yeah. What did he sound like? Uh, did you hear it, Joe? I did not. I haven't watched that it's, spot yet. It's, it's a weird, there's a bunch of, on YouTube, someone sent me, like, a compilation of TV spots and one. I hadn't seen it. And it's just him, and he leans forward, and he's like, is that a Wookiee? And it's, like, Favreau's 
<laughs> voice. It's like it's like a higher pitched version of Favreau's voice. He's like, is that a Wookiee? Does it's, he call yeah. Chewie so money? <laughs> He's oh so money, God. baby, baby, you're so money. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's 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 not bad. It's just it's so clearly Favreau. You know, yeah. what I mean? and that's that's not bad. That's not it's. It is what it is, but it, it was it caught me off guard. I was just kind of I was eating my cereal, like slurping cereal. I'm like, what? What? Did I had to roll back. Yeah, I need to see that. Yeah. Okay, well, the last piece of news, which is going to be our main discussion today, uh, we finally got this piece of news that we've all been waiting for. A new Star Wars animated series is heading to the Disney Channel this fall and later Disney XD. This show is called Star Wars Resistance, and it was created by Lucasfilm animation veteran Dave Filoni. The story of Star Wars Resistance is about Kazuda Shiono, a young pilot recruited by the Resistance and tasked with a top-secret mission to spy on the growing threat of the First Order. Dave Filoni says the show is inspired by his interest in World War II aircraft and fighter pilots, and the series will also have an anime-inspired style, which is something the entire animation team has been wanting to do for a long time. That's what he said. So, shall we get into it? Uh, we should. We should. We'll wrap up the uh, news discussion and go into this for our main thing. But I, I do want to remind everyone, though, for the listeners for Center Podcast, Audible's offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Some of you have wrote us and said, hey, I've got books through this. Uh, thanks uh, to you guys here at Force Center. And Joseph, uh, in that spirit, we're going to recommend today... Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Cobalt Squadron. Love it. So this is uh, one of the young adult novels that is actually available for Audible, so you can listen to it. And I grabbed this one as a recommendation because I think it's a good companion to Star Wars Resistance because Mm. it's the same general concepts. It's early on with uh, uh, Rose and Paige. It's all about their relationship, but it's specifically in this pocket of our big galactic story where Rose and Paige are doing espionage Mm. to see how big of an influence the First Order has to get proof that they're as big as Leia thinks they are Mm -hmm. and do kind of dangerous runs to help support people who are being uh, controlled and and manipulated by the First Order. So I think it'd be a really interesting one to check out in light of this new show because it really shares some DNA. Absolutely. I think that's a great selection. And I have not checked out The Last Jedi Cobalt Squadron, so maybe this is my chance to do it. And you out there can download your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audiobook. Now, let's take a look at the new show, Star Wars Resistance. It's an animated anime resistance. (laughs) And we are all excited for this news, Joseph. That is right. The first thing that I want to discuss is just were you surprised by this that uh, this announcement came out of the blue I don't think there was even an Iger con I don't think Bob Iger <laughs> was even doing a meeting with money people it just came <laughs> flying out of the sky were you surprised by the news dropping and that it's going to be ready this fall I was shocked. Yeah. Really surprised. I knew that we were going to get an animated series for the Disney streaming service, Mm. so I expected it to be a little bit later. But yeah, this is is huge, and it fills in that gap, like we've been talking about, you know, this, this... time where we weren't going to have any new Star Wars content, new, no new Star Wars movies. So this will fill that void in some sense. No, yeah. you're right. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it in those yeah. times. Yeah, right. That's what really grabbed me is because this uh, shows that Lucasfilm has no intent to let it breathe. Yeah, right. Because we were talking <laughs> about right. it. There's going to be this gap where there's no new show because we all assumed, at least uh, I think here on Force Center, yeah. that 
they would hold anything new back for the streaming service. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about this, Ken? Are you happy that there's no room to breathe that fall? There's some new juicy Star Wars content? I am. And 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 Jennifer, do you have you put it that just plain, you know, simple concept? Oh, they're 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 filling that void for us. Yeah, Joseph, I, I am excited. I'm excited that uh, we have the summer to rest and see solo fifteen <laughs> times. <laughs> and then an animated show, which is easier to digest than a big movie and the promotion's a little different and and you can binge it if you want. You can, you know, we'll watch it every week. But you know, so I'm really excited. Uh, I was surprised that Thursday morning rolled out of bed. There it was. Uh, And, you know, clearly they've been working on this for a while. Yeah. Uh, In fact, there's some fun little tidbits along the way that were put right in front of me and and we all didn't kind of. Mm, yes. See it, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, uh, Donald Faison at harassing Dave Filoni at the screening of Rebels finale, going, "Hey, Dave, uh, when's the next series going to be announced? Could you announce the next series?" Uh, you talked about that on yeah. Force Center that it was like a funny joke that he wouldn't let it go, and what, that was clearly, clearly. like uh, yes. a, a staged event. <laughs> they, I, I think I know knowing Donald Faison, I don't know him well. I've met him a couple times. It seems like that just was something he did, okay, to harass Filoni a little bit. Uh, then I had been, you know, fortunate enough to interview Bobby Moynihan, and he had said, "Oh, there's something coming. I can't tell you." And you know, you don't think of it, sure, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And then now he's part of the cast. Yeah, you never well. know. Like, there's something coming. Like, what, oh, you've got a cameo in <laughs> yeah. Last Jedi, or yeah, what? yeah. Right. like you exactly. Yeah. You go to yeah. the movies, you know. That's what so, I too. long story short, to to answer your question, yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I am surprised and really, really happy to know that there won't be that big of a void, yeah. and that this is going to be a, a juicy thing to discuss because of when it's set, mm-hmm. and that we're mm-hmm. all hungry for information about this uh, period of time. Yeah. So, how do you feel uh, about the general concept? Um, in particular, I want to start with the anime. How do you guys feel about the anime? I love it. I love that it's going to be a 2D style. Mm. Um, maybe that's part of the reason why I had a little bit more of a difficult time getting into Rebels. Well, just also for time's sake. But like the 3D animation is not particularly my bag. Mm. I can appreciate it. Um, I like it with Muppet Babies, which is what I'm currently watching. <laughs> the, the new Muppet Babies has premiered. Yes, okay. the new Muppet Babies I mean, is fantastic. And it is a 3D animation. I kind of want to check that style. out, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's really cute. Check out uh, Muppet Center that yeah. we're going to start. <laughs> Muppet Center, indeed. I'll tell you the canon on that one. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but so I like I like that, and I've been wanting an anime Star Wars show. I love the the little just the image that we saw of this bl- bright blue sky with BB-8 kind of peeking out of the corner. It reminded me of the Pokemon movie a little bit. Or somebody else online was saying um, Studio Studio Gil- Gil- Ghibli? Gilby. Yeah, yeah, Gilby. One, there was like one uh, movie that he did or they did uh, about a, a fighter pig. It was a pig. Porco Rosso? I can't remember. Sure. Anyways, okay. it looks, visually looks very yeah. similar to this, <laughs> this uh, image that they share. Sounds like a breakfast sandwich, like a hipster West Hollywood <laughs> diner. Get Not Porco Russo <laughs> breakfast yeah. sandwich, please. The flying pig. Extra avocado. Yeah. Uh, Ken, how do you feel about the anime? Love this. Uh, you guys have heard me mention and, and barf over Robotech before. Yeah. Uh, just that, that fighter up there kind of looks like our friend of the show, Emma Fife, uh, the anime queen. Very excited uh, as mm. well for that. And uh, we'll dive more into what the show's about, but all of that's yeah. adding up to, and, and, and with Filoni calling it the World War II kind of inspired yeah. type of thing, uh, I, I'm all on board with what we're seeing, with what Jennifer said. Only one picture, blue sky, a cool ship, and BB-8 going, hey. Yeah. And it's such a powerful picture. The first time that I saw it, somebody t- tweeted it to us in the morning, and I was like, oh, that's some cool fan art. 
and then I did a double take. I really did think it. Somebody was like, because we get sent those nice things. Like, yep. what if somebody made this? And some talented artist has just made a cool thing. Like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, yeah. that's totally what I thought it is because it's such a breath of fresh air. That bright blue, yes. that feeling of movement of that mm. ship zipping through the air. And uh, I am not an anime queen. Uh, <laughs> I'm an anime knave. I don't know what, yeah. uh, my, where, where exactly I would. Uh, but I, I've watched a decent amount of anime. Yeah. Um, I had a period where I just like, I want to know what this is. Right. And I watched three or four series. And then I wrote a children's show that was inspired by mm. everything that I got from anime. Mm. Uh, so thinking about the... Uh, elements of kind of what makes anime anime is that sense, I think, of movement, which mm. is really, yeah. really cool, yeah. given that it's about pilots, that it's not just like, we let's put these two random ideas together. Yeah. It really makes sense together. And I think one of the other huge things about anime that I'm so curious is if they just mean the visual style or if they mean a little bit more of the creative approach, because so much of anime is about crazy world building. Mm. Mm. And mm. I feel like that could be a, a really neat idea in Star Wars if they don't disrupt the canon too much. Mm. But if they have a little bit more room for experimentation of, is this about a specific squadron who kits out their ships in weird ways or have, mm. you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, there's that whole kind of like uh, Voltron. And I know Voltron is an Americanized version of sure. two other animes. Uh, but that sort of like that, there's a lot of anime that's about the bond between the human and their their tech. Yep. And their tech really has personality and they can connect together. And like, are they going to mm. go, when they say anime, is it just that it looks that way? Or are they going to go full into Voltron, Robotech type <laughs> aesthetics <laughs> and ideas conceptually? Uh, that's a great question. And, and again, insightful into what, what it really all means. Um, world building excites me yeah. a lot. Yeah. It, you know, I've seen a bunch of X-Wings transform and form a lion <laughs> robot. Maybe not I so much. I don't think that's going to happen. Think, but no. I know that's, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? You know, the lion squadron could exist. No, but I think which world building excites me. And, I, and we're going to dive into yeah. that uh, a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's room for it. Here, here are these very old ships that the resistance scrounged from this planet and they're, you know, yeah. ancient uh, Jedi ship that have like some sort of more uh, sentience to them because they're part droid. Like yeah. mm. that to me would like still be in the pocket of Star Wars, but be so anime. And mm. that's fascinating if they're going to go there. Well, you know what? It's interesting you mentioned that because what is it in Legends? They actually call there's when the ships are like a TIE fighter is merged with a Y wing. They And I wish... Alex from Star Wars Explained did a video on it, and that's how I kind of... <laughs> but in the Poe Dameron comic, the character of Agent Tarex, because he's on Jakku, and he kind of gets in, in a criminal organization type of situation, um, they make their own ships and stuff. Oh, like yeah. Like a uh, AT-AT cockpit, you know, is... Oh, is and there's a term for it, and Alex okay. is out there probably screaming at it. But so what, what you're saying, that could easily... Yeah. I'd be on board for that. Remember those ancient droids from the novel uh, Battlefront 2? yes. That those are totally in the pocket of oh, like yeah. very anime thing too of like they work on weird crystals they're not built with yeah. like the typical droid parts they're like you know partially stone yeah oh there's lots of cool things that could happen I so mean, I'm excited for Jennifer the do you do you want an A wing with like uh, <laughs> robot legs like what do you want I don't know I like it and you you're absolutely right when I looked at that image it was evoked the spirit of adventure yeah it evoked fun. And I am so on board for that. And when I think of anime, I also think of great music. 
fun music, energized music. So I can't wait to see what they do with this new show That's in terms great, of yeah. music. Great point about the music too. Yeah. yeah, get like if it's Kevin Kiner, who's a, who's a genius. Uh, if you if you amp it up in a different style, like Han Solo, Solo's got the guitars. Yes, maybe exactly. we can get. Some oh yeah, stuff. yeah. Oh, or just great. like you know, even, maybe they're big fans of the modal nodes, and we get to hear more than <laughs> you know, more than their two tracks. You know, right. <laughs> they have a the complete playlist oh of the modal nodes. So uh, how do you feel about the whole uh, fighter pilot? Aesthetic, the World War II aesthetic. Is that grabbing you? Big win for me. Yeah. Big win. That's exciting and a great time period, you know, from that point of view. Yeah. Uh, uh, not, not a boot on the ground, but a boot in the air. A boot in the yeah. air. <laughs> Maybe if those A-wings have legs. Literally, a boot in the air. Uh, how about you, Jennifer? Does that part grab you, or are you not sure about it? You know, and it's it's just not really my thing. I get it. I appreciate it. But what I am excited about is this idea of, you know, un- these undercover missions. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is going to be really expi- exciting. And also, I think I'll appreciate the, the fighter pilots when it's, you know, they're having these great dogfights and there's a lot of action. So mm-hmm. I'll get into it in that way. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not like Dave Filoni. It's not like my passion where I'm like, my, <laughs> yeah. it's my dad's passion. He's really into that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's, Studying old World War II oh, tapes. He's a big history buff. Yeah. Him and George okay. Lucas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they combine uh, something that's inspired by World War II, which was literally the world at war, mm-hmm. versus this small resistance mm. trying to prove that the First Order is a threat. Mm. It's it's almost like a Cold War series, huh? Yeah, oh. a Cold War series where yeah. you know a, f- a fighter yeah. pilot fight breaks out every episode. Every, every episode, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty absolutely. Cool. But you know, for me, uh, war versus lore, right? That's my I should make a shirt on that. Yeah, so I'm excited about one. the war. Yeah, absolutely, war. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that's a weird thing to be excited about, but you know what I mean. It's con- <laughs> storytelling is conflict, and yes, I look yes. forward to lots of ships <laughs> blowing up. That'll be great. Uh, let's talk about the cast list. So yeah. that was amazing. Uh, we get mm-hmm. uh, the almost it seems like to, to just uh, get in front of fans like, yeah, Oscar Isaac's going to show up. Sure. Gwendolyn Christie's going to show up, which tells us a lot about the story that they're yep. not afraid uh, to steer away from big names. Yeah. To have main characters like Poe show up. The fact that Phasma will show up tells us that we're going to get to see the First Order side of it at least a little bit. At least uh, that's yeah. what it makes me hope. Yeah. Uh, but then the rest of this cast, uh, wh- what do you guys think about this whole list of cool people? Um, I, I, I mean, I personally don't know a ton of the names here, but I, I like what they're going on here. We, we talked about Donald Faison from Scrubs, Bobby Moynihan. It's interesting in their press releases, it's Bobby Moynihan from DuckTales, not Saturday Night Live. <laughs> um, Jim Rash, uh, very familiar with as uh, an old Groundling student, and uh, he's done uh, great work. So that's I, I see him as a droid. Type oh, of yeah. Character. oh yeah! Uh, the rest of the names uh, I've either heard or not too familiar with, but uh, Christopher Sean is the lead. Jumping up from Days of Our Lives, from the soapbox uh, soap operas <laughs> to uh, Star Wars space operas. Yeah. That's a good transition. Yeah. The yeah. two things that struck me, and then I want to hear your thoughts, Jennifer, is that uh, there's a lot of diversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless I missed something when I was looking through IMDb, I think there's only one uh, just straight up white dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think there's uh, two. Two. One hand and one three. Hand <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, the point is uh, I was wrong with my numbers, but there's still a decent amount of uh, diversity, in, in particularly in the lead. There's a lot of diversity and then a lot of comedy. Yes. In the portfolio, too. Yes. And that really struck me of like, these aren't people who are utility players who have also done comedy. Jim Rash is a comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bobby Moynihan is a comedian. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of these other people have done comedy. But those are some comedy heavy hitters. Yeah. That makes me really think 
is this going to be a little bit more have a real sense of humor about it? I, I, I would hope so. I would hope so to balance out this war talk and what's going on. That'd be that'd be interesting and, and, and keep it in line with Star Wars. We we know Star Wars is funny. Star Wars should be funny. So let's get some people in it. But it does seem does seem interesting. I mean, Faison and Monahan are big Star Wars fans. So yeah. it's like it, but it's a weird it sounds like they reached out like, hey, let's get Let's give let's do them a favor and not in a favor, but like you know, like Sam Jackson says, I want to be in a Star Wars movie. I want a purple lightsaber. Uh, Sam Jackson's <laughs> in the movie. Maybe yeah. they don't have that, but you know, uh, Abrams and Moynihan are, are friendly enough to where he'd okay. seen some stuff. So it's so it's interesting on those two particularly because it's like doesn't seem like they target him for comedy. But now that you say it, and I put it all down on the list, and Jim Rash is really funny. Yeah, yeah, they, they might be going for some something lighter at times because he might need to. Yeah. How do you feel about this, Jennifer? I'm so excited. And I'm happy that Donald Faison is back for a Star Wars show. Unfortunately, Star Wars detours never happened. And he was yeah. voicing a stormtrooper on that series. And it they showed a mm. clip at Star Wars Celebration years ago. It was so freaking hilarious. It was him and uh, what's his name? Brennan. Brendan. Uh, Brendan Fraser? No, no. He's a, <laughs> he's a guy on a show. I can't remember. Uh, Anyways, a young actor. <laughs> the two of them were hilarious. And so I'm really happy that they, they brought him back for another Star Wars show. What I think Breck is... Wreck and Meyer? That's it. Really? Wreck and Meyer. Oh, wow. I want yes. to point to that Damn. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was executive produced by Seth Green and Breck uh, and Meyer yeah, was there. Yeah. And so, but I, what I really like is that they have actors, right? Actors, actors, like Christopher Sean. But then they also have voiceover people. I think that's really important mm. that that you I mean there these voiceover actors are so incredible at what they do. I have become a student of it thanks mm. to my daughter <laughs> and and right. just watching so many of these cartoons and El- Elena of Avalor, they're excellent at what they do. So I'm really geeking out over that the voice actors uh but yeah the comedy, Bobby Moynihan. Oh my gosh, this is going to be hilarious. Yeah. So how would you feel wait. if it had a little bit more of that anime flavor of humor? I want it. To me, that's 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 what I'm actually hoping with this show. I'm I feel like I'm more excited for this show than I was for Rebels just because it's something that I know I can put on. Hopefully my daughter can even watch it with me at times. And it's just, you know, just a fun little fun little show where they might dive into bigger you know, story issues and connecting threads. And obviously they have Gwendolyn Christie and Oscar Isaac. But yeah, it's just going to be fun. Yeah. You said you're more excited for this in Rebels. And I, something dinged in my head. I, I ended up loving Rebels. But I, I am more intrigued by this than it was when Rebels was announced and the first stuff started rolling out. Right. I don't, yes. I don't quite know where this is coming from. I think I have an idea of where it's coming from for me. Okay. Which is Rebels ended up being awesome. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to rewatch the whole thing because I know that they did a great job of embedding mm-hmm. unique, specific things to the story of Rebels. Right. But it was the first. Disney Star Wars out of the gate. Right. And that first episode felt like it was reaching through the screen and speaking to me as an older Star Wars fan saying, look, TIE Fighters, it's going to be okay. Mm. And so the very beginning of Rebels at the time felt to me like it was trying to tell me, don't worry, it's okay, we're going to do your Star Wars Mm -hmm. set in your time period. Mm. Not that prequel stuff, don't worry. And this... In contrast, Rebels went on to be its own thing and be yeah. great. So I don't mean that it is a criticism of Rebels, but this is a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. for older fans and for younger fans who are starting with the sequel trilogy. This is their Star Wars cartoon. Mm-hmm. 
That's an excellent point. And I do remember back in the day, it might have been in the Jedi Alliance days. Yeah. Because that's when Rebels came out. Is You had said this is the first time you felt Star Wars was kind of made in a conference room, so to speak. And that's not a slide on Filoni and his team. No. It just was like we were so used to George and then George and Filoni for Clone Wars. But then this felt like, like you said, that's put with familiar speeder bike sounds and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're always right. You're always <laughs> no, right. No, 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 no. You're I was wrong get... about Alden. No, you no. Duplicitous little no, Alden. No, no, no. <laughs> you know what else, too? We'll have that other course light we'll talk about. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> Speaking of conference rooms, this also makes me think about, like, the timeline and when they were working on this and how Filoni was obviously so consumed with Rebels and there was a lot going on with Rebels and they were working on this in the sidelines. So I do kind of feel like it's got to be something fun and lighter. Yeah, um, I, um, there's, a, there's a lot of people behind this that have been working on it for a while. Obviously, animation takes a long time to get up and running. Right. And so it's from Filoni, but I think... Oh, well, you're right. He was doing Rebels and Justin Ridge and everyone. This was kind of already, you know, going. There's mm-hmm. many offices at Lucasfilm, I guess we'd say. You're right. But there's a lot of names I've I've heard yeah. tossed that, that it's like... Tell they're like over here, and Dave's coming in, going, "Yep, yep, yep, no, yep, yep." Yeah, it seemed Overseen. like it seemed like Filoni's like, "Let's we're, we're going to do in this time period. I want to do anime. I want to do World War II fighter pilots. Go right, mm-hmm. right, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. They have a huge team, huge team. Yeah. Well, let's dive into what we always end up diving into, which is uh, canon, canon, canon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do we think it is because uh, it's so juicy for the time period? Is it just going to be its own thing? Will it stay far away from some of the big questions of this time period? Things like Snoke's rise within the First Order, uh, Ben's fall, uh, Poe's search for Lor Santeca, I know has been covered in the uh, the comics. Some of this exact story, like I said, is just covered in Cobalt Squadron with that particular squadron right before the events of Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Right. So do you think it's going to go there? I think it might do something similar to Rebels, which is gives you these new characters for the kids out there. And just this is the show. This isn't Star Wars Last Jedi adjacent. This is yeah. Star Wars <laughs> Resistance. But because of, like I said, with uh, Poe and Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn, Christie, Gwen, Gwendolyn Christie, I think they might do what they did with Twin Sons when the mm. Maul Obi-Wan storyline got Ahsoka comes back. And I don't think Ahsoka will be in this series. But you know what I mean? Like, I think we'll be like, yeah, we'll follow this guy. Forget the characters. Main name, the main character's name already, but um, we'll be following him, and then all of a sudden, Poe's like, "I've got something." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? mm. that's they, what I think. Have they haven't? There isn't a pronoun yet for the main character. We don't know, do we? No, I thought. Well, yeah, well, I, well, I guess I it's because the the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't necessarily. Yeah. yeah, Christopher Sean is voicing. Um, uh, Kazuda, where was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you think that it might be like Rebels, where it starts strongly as its own thing, and then big characters start to get interwoven into the story, right? And have I, some big moments. I wouldn't expect that we get to see Snoke's rise to power, but I wouldn't be surprised if we hear the name Ray Sloan. In fact, yeah. I hope we hear the name Ray Sloan. That'd right? be fascinating. Right. Yeah. Well, how do you feel, Jennifer? Do you think there's going to be some like big meaty stuff? You know, I, I would initially say no. I would say, oh, I believe that they might talk about these characters because this is this part, this timeline and this world. It would not make sense if they didn't talk about about these things happening in the galaxy. But what Rebels has done so well is bringing back these huge characters. And it's been these kind of like event TV moments where it's like, oh, um, Obi-Wan is coming back. Maul is coming. So I they might bring these 
bigger characters. They might bring Andy Serkis to voice Snoke. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah, that'd be like season three, (laughs) Comic-Con exclusive. Serkis is here to promote. Yeah, Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing if that is the arc of this, of like, it's got the first season, it's light and fun. (laughs) Uh, All right, there's danger, the First Order's mean, but we fly around and make jokes and blow things up, and then the second season, suddenly, Snoke. Here's how he got the scar, and it just gets real dark out of the blue. Nah, I think think we're going to go a little bit lighter with this show. So yeah, maybe they'll talk about him uh, and he'll be mentioned off screen yeah i'm <laughs> excited for the exact timeline because uh, mm-hmm. i believe bloodline is six years before force awakens and that's where everything starts to break right where leia starts to realize there's a problem and starts recruiting yeah so i think it could be interesting if it's a ways before mm-hmm. like i think it could be like right after bloodline mm-hmm. I, I would hope so and i would like because i'd like the time for the series to to move on its own and breathe yeah. on its own. And the Poe Dameron comic, it's an interesting thing. And I know Oscar Isaac being in this doesn't mean Poe is a main character in this show, yeah. obviously. But the Poe Dameron comic, which is now at issue 26, and now has jumped past and gone past Last Jedi, but goes right up to the beginning of Force Awakens, basically, went all over the place. It went all over the story. It was great. Overall, I think that's uh, one of the better series out there and still is. So this show can't step on those toes, which is why we know the focus will be these new characters and, and, and much like with Rebels, but then Rebels, we saw it get to the point where Rebels had to af- be connected to the New Hope storylines yeah. that we knew so well. So I'm, I'm very curious uh, on what what specific... I'd like to know, is, you know they'll, they'll let us know in time, uh, the exact timeline on some of these things. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm excited to, for it to fill out a little bit of the political story. Like, And I don't mean that mm-hmm. they're going to be big board meetings or whatever. Right. But I think that's going to be the reality that these fighters are, fighters have to be living in, that they're risking their lives while the actual legitimate government is still standing and doesn't really believe them. And like that could sound dramatic, especially from like a teen or a young kid perspective where you feel like you are starting to see the reality of the world, but the adults, the authority figures don't, that could be really powerful if they're risking their lives every day. But still, mm-hmm. you know, Chancellor Villachem is just like, there's no problem. And like, if they're, if like, that's part of it, it's like every once in a while, they're just kind of shaking their fist, like, Chancellor Villachem, listen. Mm-hmm. I think that we kind of have to see him. He has to I would hope so, right? I mean, here. I hope it fills out. I mean, I know it's for kids, but still, I hope it fills out. Uh, yeah. Star Wars is always for kids and everyone. Uh, but I hope it does fill out that promise of the political story that is a little unclear in the actual sequel trilogy movies. Yeah, we, we talk, uh, Jennifer, I'm sure you, you agree, we talk a lot about the state of the galaxy right. and how it's sometimes not explained as well in Force Awakens Last Jedi, but mm-hmm. I think here's a chance to do it, right? That's what, I, that's what I'm hoping this show will do, because I think a lot a lot of people are, are wondering, show us the state of the galaxy, because we're getting <laughs> it in the books, yeah. you know? But, it, it, but uh, yeah, this is a chance to really do it. And to do it in a way that's going to appeal to the younger viewer, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. You know, I'm mm. I'm curious to see how young they're going to skew. Because yeah. Rebels, I feel like, kind of changed in tone, right? I think it grew. It grew. I don't know how you do it. Do you start, we're going to start this show for nine-year-olds and then grow it up to 12? Yeah. I mean, do you do that? I don't know. I think that's the model now with yeah. the explosion of young adult content in books and television. I think uh, Harry Potter in some ways really broke the mold of like, you grow up with yeah. the book, you hook kids at whatever age they are and then as they get to know the characters they can handle a little bit more darkness a little bit more complexity that's a that's huh. a good point yeah that's yeah. a good point so it, yeah it, uh, it, this is going to go somewhere dark eventually because as people already were joking like 
Well, the resistance uh, is down to forty people. <laughs> I know there are oh other boy. there are other teams that have you know been sent <laughs> yeah, out. So right. you know, but I are we going to get into a very similar thing where Rebels, this kids show, very quickly the conversation became like, so when are they going to kill Kanan and Ezra? When's the kid going to die? Uh, that they, that specter might be over this team too. Which I always loved that you know Filoni's now answering. He's like, I I couldn't believe you guys were asking. <laughs> I was gonna, you wanted me to kill these characters. Like, yeah, so I think they're probably safe. I think they'll probably just be like in a different part of the galaxy come last Jedi. Yeah. But all right, given Filoni's past, do we think that he loves bringing back his characters? Can't mm-hmm. stop himself. Mm-hmm. And for mm-hmm. our benefit, it's been great. But do you think we're going to see Ezra, Ahsoka, Sabine? Do you think we're going to see uh, Jason? Mm. Mm. I don't think we'll see Ahsoka. We could see Sabine. I could see it. I, and again, I don't know much. Or people have been really speculating online about Jason. Jason seems a little bit more straight down the line because he's not uh, part of that triumvirate, right? That's right. He's not part of Ahsoka and Sabine searching for Ezra, which seems like it could be its own story. Right. Jason's just like, well, of course, if he's alive and around and functioning, he would be a part of the resistance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you, you, excellent point about Filoni's past. The Clone Wars was his past. And it was easier to pull from there and put in Rebels because of timeline issues. Now we got, what, 30 years? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So if there's someone in Rebels that he wants to bring back, yeah, they're going to be a lot older. And Jason Sindula, Jason Jarrus, whatever you want to yeah. call him, uh, would be... Would be an interesting one, and, and I know I sometimes joke that I'm just that's all I want from the characters that little shot at the end, but that would work. Yeah, and, and carrying on the legacy of Hera, mm. who's this great character, yeah, and, and a very important character in the Star and Wars a pilot. Story. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah, if go. Jason is a great pilot, and mm. it's safe to assume that the series might not have much in the way of uh, Jedi, but Jason's got uh, he's got a got a little twinkle of Jedi, right? Yeah. Mm. Hmm. So should we uh, lay odds on Bobby Moynihan as Jason? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take the under 20%. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Are there other characters that you're uh, hoping for, Hmm. given the time period? Um, I I thought Mm -hmm. of Joff uh, Seastriker. Oh, yeah. Because he's a young pilot that that Leia's recruiting in Bloodline. That would be an amazing bit of continuity. Uh, But then we have some obvious characters who could appear. I, I want General Leia. You want Leia? Yeah. yeah. I, Leia. I mean, how mm-hmm. how to do this without Leia seems weird. It's very weird. And and in Battlefront 2, particularly the DLC storyline Resurrection, uh, the present day Leia shows up and they have someone else voicing her. It's not Carrie Fisher. Yeah. And it, it's it's really good. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Mm. I think maybe they just didn't want to announce it for yeah. whatever reason. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but I would love Leia. Any other characters you want to see, Jennifer? Yeah, I would love Leia. And her in Bloodline, her assistant. What is her assistant's name? Oh. Corsella? Corsella? Yeah, Corsella. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to see her. Oh, that would be great. She's, Corey. She's a, yeah, Corey. She's, yeah. A, she's a neat character. Yeah. That'd be good. That'd be good. Uh, and then Ray Sloan and then oh, um, sure. Cardinal. Oh, yes. Cardinal for sure oh. from the Phasma novel. Yeah. You guys told me about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would also love to see uh, Nine Numb and Akbar if they're getting roped into it. <laughs> they're kind of just there in the background of the sequel trilogy. This would be a place on screen to spend like quality time with some of these yeah. legacy characters that's a, great. a younger more uh, you know aspirational general hux oh yeah oh, a, a, a captain hux oh for sure <laughs> captain hux oh, my gosh. little baby hux yeah <laughs> first order babies and yeah you know what? i don't think they would i don't and there might be timeline issues i can't remember where what falls fast exactly fast. yeah but 
you know, slovenly, uh, sloppy Brendel hucks. Oh, yeah. Slo- <laughs> oh, sloppy geez. Brendel hucks, for sure. So what do you want out of the new characters? Do we want them to be truly new? And I ask this because I've mentioned it before, uh, where uh, in the whole Disney reboot, we got a lot of stories that are about the young, uh, Force-sensitive kid. You know, we got that with Ezra. It's even in the Freemaker Adventures that you and I both like. Yeah. Uh, Rowan Freemaker, who's yeah. the young, you know, Force-sensitive. We got it in the Aftermath book. It wasn't Force-sensitive, uh, but our main character was, you know, young, precocious uh, Snap Wexley. Mm. What What do you want out of the new characters? Hmm. I, this is, that's a great point. The, even the Freemaker Adventures has that kind of similar type of character, and I would like them to go a different way. We know that this focuses on this one protagonist, but I guess Star Wars Rebels really was kind of like an ensemble piece, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, Ezra was sort of the entry point, I think. Right, yeah. right. I'm not quite sure where I want them to go. I just want them to be new and fresh, but still maintain that spirit of fun and adventure and hope that we love with our characters. Of course, there'll be some gruff older character, maybe a mentor character. That's yeah. always just standard in stories in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that could just be Leia. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know if we need it on the, that's, that would be fascinating to me if they're all a little bit younger. A lot of them are maybe yeah. uh, victory kids like Poe, that great uh, term yep. that they coined mm, uh, yeah. for the, you know, the, the galactic baby boom <laughs> after galactic baby the boom. end of the civil war. Uh, I would love it if it was just a little bit more like anime. Like, yeah, there is a protagonist, but it's utterly an ensemble. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Rebels did become an ensemble, but I think it took a little while, personally, mm-hmm. to find its feet as an ensemble, and it started utterly as relate to the young kid. Ah. You're Ezra. You're the hopeful Force user audience. Yeah, mm. yeah and it ends up a lot on his shoulders in the end, so it makes yeah. sense. But yeah, you you know, Sabine is more beloved than Ezra in some circles. Hera's more loved in some circles. I, I what I would like to, you know, and you might be able to drag it out uh, out of my brain a little bit better, Joseph, just this idea of like this new generation, talk about the Victory Kids, having to maybe not be complacent with what's out there, because that's what the New Republic is, Yeah, and that there's a new threat, and then... Your parents, or maybe in this case, your grandparents fought in this thing called the Civil War. Yeah, 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 that was a long time ago. We fought for their, yeah, they're the greatest generation. Great, great, great. But what is what is your battle now? And can you rise up and, 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 and resist what's coming new yeah. and form your own legacy and playing around with that? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think there's room for them to logically be just a lot more hopeful because they haven't had these experiences. They've only heard about them. Yeah. And even with rebels, Canaan is haunted. Hera is a child of, you know, constant war on, on and revolution on Ryloth. Even Chopper is described <laughs> yes. as a, uh, a war vet. Like, yes. there's so many people who've already known horror, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, if these kids are just like, hey, what? My parents served when there was a conflict before. I'm going to serve now, and I'm going to serve better. I got new ideas. Yeah. You could get so much uh, energy and spark. Yeah, and, and some of them that are, so to speak, uh, rocking the suburbs, where they're like, nah, things are good. <laughs> yeah. Good. They're yeah. good. Well, no, there's a looming threat. I don't see it. Mm. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> yeah. uh, how do you feel if any of the characters uh, will appear in episode nine? Hmm. Oh, create in this series and show up in nine? Yeah, because if they're important, same Rebels thing mm. of like, how do you make these characters important to the story without interrupting the movie story? Uh, so this will have a whole year before episode nine comes out, right? Yeah, the, the script is done. They haven't started shooting, so there's time to make notes, right? Yeah, but if it's, <laughs> it's fall, right, of fall, yeah. this year, so yes, it'll be a starting a second season by the time Correct. episode 
nine is dropping. So we'll have a year to know one of these characters. Mm. I, I mean, I'd totally be on board. I'm always for this idea of, of connecting, whether I think that happens or not. That's yeah. the bigger debate. But I, I think it's it would make sense. This is more directly connected. Um, it made Saw is a, is an example from Rebels, Rogue One, Clone Wars. I mean, that makes sense for that character to be there. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, I would say it's a little less likely just mm-hmm. because of J.J. Abrams as a creator. I can't imagine that he would reach and pick a character maybe as a cameo. Yeah. And I I think if it was already a beloved or established character, then he may be more likely to bring that character on screen in episode nine. Yeah. But I, I do think that he's going to just continue with the characters that we know. And if anything, yeah, a little Easter egg or cameo. Mm, Yeah. Well, where are you? I'm curious where you're at with that. If it was not JJ, but it was the story group saying, Hey, we know Mm. that a lot of fans want to see more connectivity through everything we know we think this character is going to be the standout character so hey can we just can we cast a, a live actor or uh, you know what this character is going to look exactly like bobby moynihan can you throw bobby moynihan in an x-wing do you do you mm. want that to happen i think if it's bobby moynihan people will love it <laughs> because people love bobby moynihan and mm-hmm. we're already on board with even though we don't know who his character is but we love him it's just like donald face on I think he's hilarious. Yeah. You know, so just put him in any Star Wars he's movie. He's so funny. There, yeah. I watched this Netflix movie, Game Over Man, from the Workaholics boys. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Faison has a cameo in it, and it's just, he, he's hilarious for five seconds. It's just so funny. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that'll be interesting to see if they do that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I feel like I hope they do. Mm-hmm. I hope they do just at least not a main character, not anything that's going to mess with the, the movie's main plot, but just to have that connective tissue. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, I, I mean, yeah, we, I think we're all in agreement that, that that we need more of it, but maybe, you know, have a little more fun with it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be out and about with it. But, uh, you know, I, I, I saw Avengers and I wasn't expecting anyone from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in it. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other thing <laughs> yeah, about uh, the oh. TV and film departments not getting along, which yeah. doesn't seem right. to be an issue, thankfully, in Lucasfilm yeah. right now. Right. Uh, how do you how would you feel if it is truly, truly for young people like uh, mm-hmm. obviously, obviously, Star Wars is already always for young people. But if this truly was light fun. Yeah. Yeah. We have to brace for impact a little bit. Yeah. It's on Disney XD. So yeah. we're going to have those commercials for f- flavor pops and neon yeah. punching bags and all this stuff. <laughs> You're watching Disney XD. A uh, punch of clown yogurt comes out. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's scary. <laughs> you just created a nightmare. <laughs> Clown yogurt. Oh, my gosh. Um, but look what we're, we're already getting excited for. Oh, we yeah. might get answers from snow. Oh, we might know. Ray Slow might show. Yeah. We have to brace for impact that, that none of that might yeah. actually happen. Yeah. Because it's two new kids market, you know? This is going to be very interesting. This is why I was so surprised that they released it when they did, because I was hoping that we really got a show specifically skewed towards a, towards young viewers. Yeah. You know, like the, mm. the shows that I'm already watching, Eleanor of Avalor, Sophia <laughs> the First, you know, these kinds of really, they're, but they're great. I can watch it as an adult, and I fi- think that they're hilarious. It's great writing, great acting. I, but, I, but I don't think that they're going to go that young. Okay. I don't. I think they're probably going to aim for like maybe 10-year-olds, 9-year-olds. There's a lot of young fans out there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the numbers, not just talking about ratings for Rebels, but merchandising or anything, what that did. What what Rebels did, there has to be someone up in Iger's office going, ugh. 
that marketing group did good. That demographic, uh, give it another. Give it yeah. another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we might go younger or a little uh, older. No, no, no. Ten. They want to buy the costumes. Buy, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. There had to be something. You know, there are so many uh, great uh, uh, things written about how Rebels was a lot of kids' first Star Wars, and they did relate to Ezra. They did yep. relate to Sabine that I wonder if they're just like, yeah, it's been five years. Start the cycle again. Yeah. And yeah. that's going to be the same thing. Five years is ancient in pop culture yeah, times. Yeah. All right. So we're wrapping up our conversation. Uh, given that uh, this topic in, in era, the, the fighter pilots, the resistance, that that is what is happening in this animated series. Do you think that there's still another animated series coming to the actual subscription service for Disney? And if so, when, what? Mm. Money, 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 absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't mean to be cynical about that. I want more of it. Yeah. But it's I, not I, cynical. It's I, the truth. It's yeah. the truth, right? Um, I, I think yeah, that Ahsoka Sabine yeah. idea, if it's still out there, if, if it's at all something they want to do, that'd be a place to do it. Yeah. I'll tell you what I want. <laughs> I got big plans, Disney Lucasfilm. Jed Land is a dreamer. This is what I want. I want something that's for young, like my daughter's age, like two, you know, two to five. Muppet Babies, hit me with that that good stuff. I want a show like that. Muppet Babies. I love it when people talk about Muppet Babies like it is a hit of drug. Like, you got any more of those um, uh, Muppet Babies? Give me that. Give me that Star Wars friendship and those good morals. Give it to me. I want it. Hit me with them good morals. <laughs> and cute little characters. I want it. So I want that. Mm-hmm. I want to have mm-hmm. the Star Wars resistance, which is like something kind of mid mid range, you know, for the kids in elementary school, right. maybe even middle school. And then I want something for like teens and young adults and us. us. Okay. So something maybe even even more anime going, you know, pushing it even more adult. So you want these in separate series is what I'm hearing. I want three. You I want, want three, three series <laughs> Again, on top of more yeah. TV. Greedy Landa. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. Taking it all. I'm telling yeah. you, go speaking from like marketing, when I go to Target, Oh man, think about all the marketing opportunities. Yeah. Bath toys, <laughs> t-shirts, yeah, Lego diapers. sets, diapers. Oh, the hey, world is our oyster. Pretty soon you're gonna be marketing diapers to a whole older generation <laughs> of Star Wars fans. So yeah. I got those Obi-Wan pull-ups. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Star Wars 70th anniversary, Obi-Wan pull-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Droid Babies is great. <laughs> Droid right? Babies mm-hmm. is yeah. awesome. Droid Babies. Yeah. And I want, for Jennifer's sake, I want a rebooted Ewoks cartoon. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I just yeah. hit the microphone in excitement. Hit, hit me with them wisties. Gosh. Yeah, Let's yeah. Let's make it happen. A lot of murder for the two-year-olds. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh, uh, final show. We always, we're, final question for this topic. We, we try to have some fun questions. And since the new show, Star Wars Resistance, is all about flying, if we could pilot any Star Wars ship in real life, what would it be? Which one would we go for? Ken? Yeah. Well, uh, all right. So everyone knows I'm a Y-Wing fan. I yeah. love the Y-Wing, the workhorse of the Rebel Slow fleet. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. But here's the thing. I'm not a uh, daredevil type of person. I've never <laughs> been on a motorcycle. Don't intend to. So speeder bikes, which I love, I'd never ride. Y-Wings out there in space, there's something about I would be in a snow speeder. 
oh, just yeah. lightly hovering over the ground. <laughs> Repeat, I found them slowly and steady. And if you crash, you got the snow to work got the with. Snow. We yeah. saw Luke was okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's a good choice. Yeah. I'll, I'll go and I want to have yeah, you, yeah. you close, Jennifer. Uh, I'm very tempted by a Jedi Starfighter. I really like oh. Obi-Wan's Jedi Starfighter. Mm-hmm. And you do spin some tricks. But I was also <laughs> very much aware of the practical reality of sometimes vehicles hit other things. Uh, that happens. It's tragic. So I think I wanted to fly the Falcon because we've seen mm-hmm. the Falcon hit so many things. <laughs> that sturdy Corellian <laughs> construction, you can run into crap. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, maybe you lose a radar. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you lose a yeah. space fender. Uh-huh. But you know what? That's fine. Yeah. That's you, you, you don't blow up and die. Plus... <laughs> You could have the Lando bar in there and oh, turn it into yeah. the Scrimshaw bar. And Absolutely. Go. So many wow. Instagram opportunities oh. in the Millennium Falcon. Yes. Mm, yeah. Yes. It's too much like a station wagon for me. I feel like it's just too much, too much to maneuver. <laughs> just, just call the Falcon the <laughs> mom starfighter, the mom's <laughs> van of the starfighter. Star uh, so, you know, here we are at soccer practice, <laughs> Ben Solo. <laughs> Um, but and I and I know from my battlefront experience that I'm terrible in a in a Tie Fighter. Oh my gosh, oh, that yeah, thing is so squirrely. Yeah. yeah, they're squirrely. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to say. No, it. it was awful. But I'll tell you what I was good at, which is not a spaceship, which was the mm-hmm. uh, ATSD, the Chicken Walker. Yeah, I, I was pretty good at that. Oh wow, yeah, so you would fly the Chicken Walker. I would fly the Chicken Classic Walker. Classic anime style. You would <laughs> mecha it up and give it wings, yes. and you'd fly around in the Chicken Walker. I like oh, my that. Gosh, I wanted to have wings. Put that in I the like animated that. series. I Damn. Like well, that is fun. That is fresh. And I think that's what Star Wars Resistance is going to be. Absolutely. Mm. We are excited for it. You guys excited? Let us know. Reach out to hashtag Force Center and give us your thoughts, predictions, theories on Star Wars Resistance. The marketing's uh, going to start soon. I'm, I'm sure by Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con, we're going to start seeing some of the designs oh, yeah. and seeing what's going on. And you know what that means? New toys to buy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on as we look towards the end of the show. We always like to ask some questions that you guys send us. We we dive into the audience questions and we got them on Twitter, we got them on Facebook, and as always from Patreon. So let's take some questions. This is from Joseph Clark, and he says, instead of Kylo, what about a Hux redemption arc in episode nine? Could hashtag Kylo Unchained cause Hux <laughs> to betray his beloved First Order, jump sides, and provide crucial intel aid to the Resistance? Would that be interesting? Hashtag speculate responsibly, which is also a T-shirt you can purchase at the Force Center T-Public page. All right, Jennifer, mm-hmm. Captain Hux turned General Hux turned Traitor Hux? I kind of like that. <laughs> I really do. And I would have said no, judging from The Force Awakens. But in The Last Jedi, there were some moments that glimpses where I was like, oh, I could see him. I could see him turning and becoming a traitor in order to save his skin yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Save his skin yeah. motivation. Yeah. I know, uh, I know in wrestling there's the heel turn. I think this is mm-hmm. a weasel turn. Is there <laughs> yeah. such a thing in wrestling uh, as a weasel turn? Well, I mean, the weasel Bobby Heenan, the, uh, one of the all-time great managers, but we'll, we'll yeah. yes, the weasel yeah. turn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think there is a possibility of him switching sides to try to save his skin. 
and seeing the resistance be like, oh, you weasel. Okay, but you gave us this information and we'll use it. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he's a blubbering fool going, let me, let me, t- let me tell you about yeah. all, the, all the things I know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When he's going to die, when he, his, yes. all of his, yes. you know, technical accomplishments have failed, but Kylo's still out there. That, you you both, I think, hit the nail on the head here. The, the To save his own skin, blubbering fool <laughs> about to die. I want to see spittle. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I still think he's going to end up trying to fight Kylo in that I, I still think Kylo kills him, but but I like this idea. It's an interesting thing mm-hmm. because he's not a good leader. He's got some smarts. He had some bad upbringing. I feel sorry for him a little bit there, but he's not a good leader. And I love the insight from the Last Jedi novel that the old and former Imperials are like, we're just waiting for this kid to be exposed. He's a horrible boss. So it makes sense. What you guys are pitching makes sense that I could see a, a moment. Yeah. Poe's got a blaster to his head. Yeah, yeah. he's like, fine, yeah. fine, yeah. fine. I'll tell you everything you need to know. What do you need? I kneel where I once stood <laughs> on this <laughs> destroyed space station. All right, thank you, Joseph, for that question. Thank you for speculating responsibly. Now we got a question from our Facebook page from Joe Frick. Joe Frick says, do you think we'll ever see a young Captain Kennedy during his time with the Empire, whether it's in a comic or uh, on Star Wars Resistance? Use hashtag Force Center to reach out to us on that one there. So Captain Kennedy... Captain Moden Kennedy, one of the uh, best characters in The Last Jedi, one of my favorites. You guys know that. What do you guys think? Jennifer, you want to see the young adventures of Captain Moden Kennedy? I would love to see him on Star Wars Resistance. Uh, I think that would be really fun. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. such a great character. I um, could be behind that. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the novels and comics have touched really well on that uh, the, the, a bunch of uh, Imperials who have this other experience and like, oh, mm. we know you're trying to make the new Empire. Here's what we thought worked. Here's what we thought didn't. It'd be great to get some of that with this uh, juicy, fun character of Kennedy, this yeah, you know, trusty old military guy who knows his stuff. Knows his stuff, <laughs> but he's like, oh, I got to join this, this this team. Yeah, it'd be interesting because, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the tradition of the Imperial officers is carried on with the First Order and these these memorable names and characters. And uh, if if they're having Phasma, how much are we going to see the inner workings is the big yeah. question. Yeah. And, and that, would be, that would be a good fit. So, Joe, you're close to my heart with Captain Kennedy. Over on Patreon, we always like to take two questions there. You can support us at uh, patreon.com slash force center. More on that later. Tampa Movie Guy. He's been around our uh, circle for a while here. Hey, Tampa. He says, when do you think we'll get more details on upcoming movies and the streaming show? There isn't a celebration scheduled. Is there a question mark? Any chance Lucasfilm participates in Comic-Con this year? Thanks. No, thank you, Tampa Movie Guy. Comic-Con's coming up. Joseph, it's right around the corner. Marvel has already said, no Hall H for us. Yeah. You think mm. Lucasfilm will make some of these big announcements? I don't know if they really have a tradition of doing big announcements, right? No. Uh, it's been a while since they've done a big announcement. So I think maybe they could have a, a Hall H presence, but I think it would be in support of Star Wars Resistance. Yeah. Um, in this, this question, uh, Star Wars Resistance took me by surprise so much this question might have come in mm-hmm. uh, actually before uh, Star Wars Resistance. In fact, I know it did oh, yeah. on, our, on our Patreon because we're trying to get to as many of our Patreon questions as we can. Um, but I am really hoping that they do an event in the fall that is separate from... Any convention yeah. that is just like the, I talked about it before, that great event that Marvel did at El Capitan. Right. I just want a Lucasfilm. It's like, hey, we finished phase one of Disney mm-hmm. Lucasfilm, yeah. or, or we're about to. We Solo came out. We're assessing that. Episode nine's in the works. Star Wars Resistance is coming out. This streaming service is coming. 
here's kind of phase two. Yeah. We're doing Obi-Wan or we're doing Lando. Right. And turns out, you know, Dave and Dan are doing the old Republic. <laughs> like, mm. they don't have to announce everything. Yeah. In her, like, mm. John Favreau's TV show is Coruscant. Like, yeah, yeah. just uh, th- three big things would be so powerful. Yeah, that El Cap event was, was a lot of people still talk about it as one of their favorite little Marvel experiences. Yeah, I mean, they anu- to go, yeah. announced Civil War. They announced yeah. the casting of Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. Just huge, huge right. amount of announcements. Yeah, absolutely. Jennifer, what do you think here? I think that you're absolutely right. I, I hope that we get an event like that. I feel like Star Wars has kind of been backing away from, from Comic-Con. I mean, they still have the Lucasfilm Pavilion where they do their, you know, they have their, their things there. They're usually exhibits of costumes oftentimes. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't think that they want to rely on Comic-Con. Like, when they can have their own event like you're talking about and dominate the news cycle, Yeah. if they're going to Comic-Con, then they're going to be competing with other things in some sense, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So this is a way for them to kind of control the situation and get everyone excited. And in the fall, it makes the most sense time-wise, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're seeing this weird change at San Diego Comic-Con that's kind of started the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was the leaks. People are tired of leaks. Studios are tired of that. And then a lot of studios... I, I heard someone this week in a, in a discussion I was having off air with some friends that they're like, no, nah, just a lot of studios don't want to be buried. Like you said, Jennifer, they don't want to be buried by other news. And yeah. so now what's going to happen is there's going to be no news. And it's going to be a wide open landscape. And maybe next year they fill that up. With Celebration this year uh, gone, uh, I, I, I know Lucasfilm's really building for a big Celebration 2019. And they yeah. got a lot to announce. But you're right. We wake up, Joseph, and suddenly there's a piece of art. We're like, oh, that's real. <laughs> I don't know if they... And or sometimes they're trying to get ahead of Bob. Yep. I don't know, <laughs> but I would love a little mini celebration. That would be so great. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Final question of the day comes from Stephen Patrick Hellman. He says, "I've always been fascinated with Force visions ever since Luke's encounter in the Dagobah cave. Ray's vision in the Force Awakens was fantastic, especially since it includes the voices of Yoda and Obi Wan calling to her. After watching the Last Jedi again last night, I noticed a female voice call out Ray's name as she sees her own reflections. Whose voice was this, and why were they calling her? Could it be someone from her past that she's been searching for, or someone from her future whom Ray must discover? That's a great." Observation, Stephen. I think I heard the voice. On a re- it took me a while. Yeah. But it's there, right, Justin? Yeah, it helps uh, when I was still in the theater to be in a place that had surround sound because it really mm. is coming from behind you. Yeah. And I only okay. heard it when I saw it 3D surround sound at uh, the Chinese theater. <laughs> Completely in full experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the one that's immersed where they dress yeah. you, you know, you're floating in a bakta suit. Like, it was just yeah. someone whispering in <laughs> Yeah, it, it was. It was one of the employees of, uh, of Grauman's. It's hired to... It's really creepy, but amazing. Magic. It worked. Yeah. Who did you think it was when you heard that? I just thought it was a, an ambiguous woman. Mm. I My gut reaction is that it is a dark side cave that is trying to show Ray the truth, but also trying to show it to her in the way that will hurt her the most and drive uh, and pull out her darkness. Mm-hmm. I think that's the same thing about the, the dark side cave with uh, Luke. It showed him kind of the truth, but it showed him the truth in the ugliest way possible in the mm-hmm. way he's going to fall to it. So I felt like it was almost a like, here's this voice. Here's what you want to find. Here's what you think you're going to see yep. is a, a, 
a nice voice calling out to you, a maternal voice calling out to you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ha, 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 there's nothing. You're right. nothing. It's, it's like the angels at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. That yeah. That are like all pretty and then, and then ah, and they burn all the faces <laughs> off. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Exactly. That's my gut instinct. Yeah. But, you know, with that casting news we had last week Ooh. about uh, the quote-unquote Mara, mm-hmm. if that is a mother figure, maybe it will pan out to be somebody mm-hmm. yeah but my gut is it's a manipulation that's what i thought too and i definitely think that it was a, a, a misdirect for for us and for ray yeah giving her what she wanted to hear but who knows who that is yeah that dark side cave observation i think is the key there joseph that, that it's like the the, the the dark side of the force is going to try to work its magic to get what it wants yeah mm-hmm. and give you what you think you want those are all true observations and i i took it as something similar to that yeah whether or not they you know God, you know, God, I hope they don't change that story that raises nobody. But if they're, you know, if they want to go in a different direction or it's someone else or a new character that emerges, I like what Steven said. Yeah. Maybe it's someone she still has to meet and it isn't her mother, but it's a new, you know, let me show you how to how to move around this galaxy, kids, yeah. since that Luke guy's dead. That'd be interesting, too. But I, I think in this moment and the voice was there. So if you haven't heard it, go go plug in your headphones. If you have it on, yeah. uh, you know, 4K TV back at home <laughs> or something, it was there. But it wasn't for me until about the fourth or fifth. It just yeah. suddenly emerged. Hire a friend to whisper in your ear. <laughs> you can do that. Steven, great question. Tampa movie guy, Joe and Joseph. Thanks for your questions. There's a lot of places for you guys to reach out and submit your questions, including on Twitter at Force Center Pod. You can follow us there. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Our website is forcecenterpod.podomatic.net. And we have new merch available and more coming at tpublic.com slash uh, user slash force center and tweet us your merch picks and we'll reshare them. We love that there. And our podcast is available on Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. But our featured club, uh, pu- uh, featured club, we well, we are in a club, <laughs> but our featured plug is back on Patreon, Joseph. That's right. Patreon.com slash force center. Uh, thank you for all of your support and your generosity. Uh, just $2 a month gets you access to our monthly patron only bonus episode, Finish the Fan Fiction. We are building to new goals. We want to do commentary for all of the Star Wars movies, both audio and video, starting with Last Jedi. We would love to get there as soon as we can. Absolutely. We thank you all for your support. Some uh, personal plugs about what's going on in our careers and lives, starting with the wonderful Jennifer Landa, who's always working on something. I am. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Jennifer Landa. Be sure to check out StarWars.com, where my solo bounding post will be up, where I show you how to take regular clothes and transform them into a solo Star Wars characters. I also have a Death Star waffle how-to video coming soon on my YouTube channel, so check out that. <laughs> Looking forward to that. First or second Death Star, or does it matter? <laughs> it's the first. Okay. <laughs> the first. Yeah. I know if I tried to make a first Death Star, it would turn into the second Death yes. Star with exactly. the pieces missing That's and all that. That, sir, is funny. Because he is funny. Joseph Crimson just had a great, successful show in Los Angeles, and you got a more more things for people to enjoy. That is right. You can find me on social media. Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. My next live show in Los Angeles is May 25th. So I'm doing a show in the middle of Solo Weekend. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> me and my friend Angela. It's called Game Night Variety Show. There's info on that on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. That'll be a lot of fun. I'll do some solo-related material there. Also, uh, if you are a fan of the MCU, uh, my wife Sarah and I are going to do a 
review and a discussion of Infinity War on, uh, in fact, as this is released, it's out on my uh, podcast, Obsessed. So if you like MCU 2 and you want to hear me go absolutely crazy about Infinity War, you can check out Obsessed. Again, there's a link to that on my website at josephscrimshot.com. And the last thing I have to say is this Coors Light was delightful. So <laughs> thank you, Mark Ellis. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Ellis leaves a trail of Coors Light indeed. You can follow me at Cadnapsock. That includes Twitch. And I do want to highlight coming up uh, June 2nd, live at the El Portal Theater in North Hollywood. If you're a fan of the movie Trivia Schmodown, uh, there is a big live event. You can get tickets. Uh, just go over to Schmo's Know on the Twitter page. The links will be there. And uh, Joseph is competing along with me and Alex Damon mm. in a Star Wars number one contenders match. We'll be there. Who, you know, we got to find a way to get Jennifer to go walk on down, maybe yeah. with a flaming oh, sword yeah. to, to lead Joseph <laughs> into battle. That'd be great. It's a lot of fun. Yes, movie Trivia Schmodown includes a lot of uh, you know wrestling angles and smack talk. And at the end of the day, though, it is three uh, people who uh, know a lot about Star Wars and it's going to be fun and the mutual respect is going to be uh, interesting to see how that plays out in front of 300 yeah. fans screaming <laughs> at us there but uh, also the main event is Team Action versus the Shire Wolves uh, which great team Clark Wolf and uh, Rachel Cushing so if you're local or you're local enough consider coming on out it's a great time and you get a chance to uh, press the flesh with us shake our hands or maybe boo me so <laughs> that is it for uh, Coors Light which is not a paid sponsor <laughs> Uh, but for uh, everything else and uh, the hope that we do get Neenum showing up in Star Wars Resistance. I love that idea. We'll see you guys next time. That's Force Center. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.